am not here to preach. I'm here to issue a few orders. And uh, I like to dramatize. Help me the sellotape first. That sellotape. Let me get somebody and show you something. Who can, if I stick this thing on you, it will be seen. Imagine you are pinning a five-star general thing on him. Eh? So one, two, like that. Yeah. Imagine you are pinning him. <laughs> general Tim Kimani. <laughs> we usually talk of five-star general. And I want to explain to you something that will amaze you. Don't put it so near. Yeah. There can even be three this side to that side. I explain something as we start. Are you aware as she's spinning that Africa was divided on a piece of a table? People took a blank, a blank piece of paper like this with the pens and they drew up Africa with cigars in their mouth. And Kenya was decided there, <laughs> Uganda was decided there, Nigeria was decided there, South Africa was decided there. Africa was divided on a piece of paper. Scramble and partition for Africa. Now we are going to, we are going to scramble and partition for the divine manifestation of God to be revealed. That's why I'm holding this thing. And that's why we are pinning this guy with these five things. Are there five? Thank you. Are we ready? I want to show you how we are going to scramble and petition for the revealing of God's glory in this season. We are going to scramble for it. We are going to petition it. And you'll be like, man of God, but how are we going to do it? It begins with the faith, it continues with the faith, then we see it with our physical eyes. The lowest level of military authority that can allow you to partition a nation or a continent is what we call first star or one, one star general. Then when you win more battles and you, ex, uh, you go for more military campaigns, you go to two star general. Then when you win more, you go for three star. Then when you win more, you go for four star. Then when you win more, and that is the le highest level, you do five star. And I'm going to prove to you in scripture how to get one star, then how to get two star, and how to get three and four and five. Then we can stand on the table and say, we are dividing. We are partitioning. We are dividing. We are partitioning the plan of God. And we are also bequeathing it to our children. Are we ready for that? That is what I want to charge us with. Because the all of these five days we are going to pray. Day one, we are targeting one star. Day two, we are going for two star. Day three, we are going for three star. Day four, we are going for four star. Day five, we go for five star. Then we hand over to the next. We tell them, now day one, earn your five star like we have earned. Earn your two star like we have earned. Earn your three star like we have earned. Earn your four star like we have earned. Earn your five stars like you have earned. <laughs> there is prayer, then there is authority. All your life since you got saved, you have been praying. It is now time to pray and on top of it, have authority. Then you can say, now in this village, I have stood in the name of Jesus and I am petitioning. This is the end of it here. And you watch it with your eyes as it ends. Now in this lineage, there has never been this and this and that and this. This is the petition I'm putting and the petition will be backed up by heaven. Are we ready? Now, I need somebody with a good handwriting like my wife. When people said, when pastor said, women come early, you go and cook for your husband. I said to my wife, even you, you're going to cook for your husband. Eh? <laughs> I need somebody with a good handwriting like my wife to come. And somebody like uh, Irene, you can hold the manila as Emma is writing for us. This is the part where now you hold the manila one by one. 
can hold it up there. Then my wife can write day one, day two, day three, like that. This is why we need a building, huh? So that we have facilities. We, we have facilities. We don't improvise as if we want to sell meat in a shamba. Huh? Like we want to sell cholera medicine. Oh, I hate poverty, my God. Now, thank you. But just uh, you, you be on standby in case it slips. You have the pen? Ah, thank you. Are we ready? Let me repeat uh, for those who did not catch it. We have one star general. We have two star general. We have three star general. We have four star general. We have five star general. There is an authority that a five, one star general has that a cadet, somebody reporting, reporting to the military levels does not have. There is an authority a two-star general has. The first-star general does not have. Our target is to accelerate and increase in authority till there is no business God cannot entrust to us as individuals and as a congregation. That when the Lord wants to determine the destiny of Nairobi or of Kenya, he can come and say, I have my generals there. When they speak, I will back them up and we'll see the Lord backing us up. That is why we are here for these prayers. Are we ready for faster? Number one, we call it Medal of Freedom. The Medal of Freedom. And the Medal of Freedom, I will be using the example of Moses and Joshua. As they led the children of Israel from Egypt and eventually they came to Canaan. Day one, we are talking about the Medal of freedom. Freedom from what? Freedom from sin. Freedom from what? Huh? Be generous like your husband. Eh? Be generous. Oh yeah. The medal of freedom. So they want ladies, they want youths, they want men, they want everybody. Our target when we begin our fasting day one, we are invoking freedom. We want to see freedom in the health of people. We want to see freedom in our minds. We want to see freedom in our finances. We want to see freedom from those who are sinful, who are not yet saved in our families. We want to see freedom and we are going to make war demanding to see freedom. The journey to Canaan began with the cry for freedom. Oh, I have seen the cry of my people. God says in Exodus chapter 3. I have seen the tears and the cries of my people. Now go and set them free. That was the first day. That was the first journey to Moses being a great leader. Day one, we want to earn one medal. It is called the medal of freedom. Enough of the disobedience you are seeing in your spouse or in your son. Enough of the disobedience you are seeing even in your own life. Because through disobedience, you are, you are hindered from seeing true freedom in your life. How do we know that we are already marching to the promised land when we are free? When we are free from sin, when we are free from disobedience, when we are free from the cares of this world, when we truly begin with the freedom, the other things now can be achieved. And allow me to give you scriptures. You can write for them there. Numbers 14, verse 11 to 12. Numb. Uh, Numb. Uh -huh. 14, 11 to 12. Then the same numbers 14, 20 to 25. 20 to 25. Then Joshua, not your husband, but Joshua in the Bible. Joshua 1, 16 to 18. We are talking about what? Freedom. When you see oppression, when you see addictions, huh? When you see misery, when you see unending poverty, what are you crying for? You are crying for freedom. 
And my brother, my sister, when you labor for freedom, for your people, for the people of God, for the people God has called you for, when you labor for freedom, God will be giving you the first medal. It is called the medal of freedom. Believe you me. When my brother Judah met uh, a friend of mine called Paul, he's a great man of God. The Lord showed him, the first day they met, he saw two stars on his shoulders. And the Lord told him, this is his level in the spiritual realm. He's a great man, but he's at level two. And there was a star here, there was another star here. In his spirit man, there was a star printed. One here, the other here. These things are not made up, they are realities. A man can stand up and without shouting, so many things are happening all over the world or over all over the nation or in an auditorium. And you wonder, with this tiny body, with this tiny voice, why is there so much backup? It is because there was a day to wrestle from all addictions, to wrestle from all wickedness, to wrestle from all bondages, to wrestle from all disobedience. And this man prevailed. And people of God, when we start tomorrow, we are going to every chamber of slavery and saying, let this thing go so that it may glorify God. We are going to every chamber where the health of our people are hidden and we are breaking those chambers loose. We are going to every chamber where souls that are yet to receive Jesus are locked and we are saying, let these souls go free. There is no soul we are leaving behind. There is no industry we are leaving behind. Moses said, none of our cows will remain. None of our, 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 our sheep will remain. Not even their hoof will remain in Egypt. Meaning, we want total and absolute liberty in every industry that concerns our lives. These are not days to have brothers who are still addicted to any kind of substance. This is not the time to be, to be watching as your sister is still wallowing in sin. This is the time to say, Lord, I am taking my medal of freedom by petitioning heaven till I see freedom in the life of this fellow. How many want to see the medal of freedom on their shoulders? Pastor, are you aware that you can go to a village where people have been having an issue for 50 years or for 150 years and effortlessly you lift your voice and by the time you are done speaking, that problem begins to melt without a lot of effort. What is going on? There is a medal on your shoulder. It is releasing authority. It is commanding angels to back you up. It is commanding the heavens to back you up. That is what we want to see in your lives. But wherever you walk, because now you have earned freedom, wherever you walk, you go spreading freedom. Wherever your children go, they go spreading freedom because you have bequeathed them the same freedom. Egypt was broken by this medal on the shoulder of Moses. And what did Moses do that was so spectacular? He did what I'm begging you to do. He had faith and he believed God and he obeyed God. We are breaking two things. One, sin. Two, disobedience. Nothing has hindered people to enjoy freedom like sin. Nothing has also hindered people to enjoy, uh, to enjoy, uh, you know, life like disobedience. Many people are hindered, are hindered from going to the other side because of disobedience. And they know in their hearts that on this area, I am not obeying God. So I am not worthy. They have already disqualified themselves from the blessing of God. Such are the people we are going to ask the Lord to set free. But no legal ground of disobedience will stand in their lives. No legal ground, even of, 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 of sin, will stand in their lives. Hallelujah. I want us to go today too. To show you what we will do. And it doesn't have to be a physical day. It can be something you feel God is leading you on a journey. To acquire that freedom. Just put it on top then I'll keep opening it up. It is, it is something the Lord can whisper to you and tell you. I want to take you on this journey over and over. And you can be like Lord. How many more hours do I need to spend just fighting for freedom? And the Lord will whisper to you and tell you, on this, I want you to go for maybe four days or four weeks or four months or four years. Whatever the Lord prompts you to do, begin 
by doing it. A day should come, you go to any village in this country or wherever you go, and you smell easily anybody in bondage. You look at a woman and you can smell this one as a spirit of confusion. And immediately you know, this one, if I'm given the chance, I will set her free. Do you have the same faith I have? You walk into any village and people are just walking in a spirit of, 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 of illegitimacy. And you're like, there is a reason why this, you know, pastor, there's a village I went to. And I didn't know that the founder of that village was a child born out of wedlock in 18 something. But it was a known story people used to whisper. This one, the mother came with. So all the descendants, they had tried to go to Sweden, they had tried to go where, and they, some of them had tried to go into politics, and they were not just getting it. And the Lord told me the curse of illegitimacy is on this village because a man whose parents did not tell him the truth, walked and grew up without knowing the truth. Now a door has opened of illegitimacy. This old village is lying in this bondage. So I told one of the boys who is born again, is a friend of mine, go and renounce and denounce the sin of your grandfather of illegitimacy. When you break these things, things will begin to happen in your village. When he did that, believe you me, it happened. We want to walk out of this fasting. And anywhere we go, we are freedom, not freedom fighters, we are freedom givers. We are freedom givers. We walk into any financial bondage and we can spot immediately this is where the problem is and we set the people free. How many want to walk in that authority? May the Lord Jesus bless you. Day two. Day two, we are looking at what we call crossing. Day two, we are looking at what we call crossing. And we are going to target the book of Numbers 32 and Joshua 21, 22, verse 1 to 34. Day 2, we are looking at crossing. And this is going to touch almost on all of you. It is true you can be a one-star general. But to cross over to the other side to meet the enemies face to face is not going to be a walk in the park. How do you know in your life that you are yet to cross? How do you know in your life you are yet to cross? Many times I was telling a young man listening to me right now, you see yourself in dreams. You are about to begin a journey. And you actually began traveling on that journey, but you did not finish the journey. You wake up and you are about to cross a certain forest or a certain river in your dream. And then you did not cross that forest or that river. You wake up, I mean, you go to sleep at night and there was a horse or a vehicle or a bicycle. You are just riding it and you know maybe you are going to this other side of the city and you just dream that you are riding, but you never arrive at that destination. What is going on with you? there is a crossing you are yet to experience in your life. How many of you here, don't raise up your hand, you are in business and you are targeting to cross from making 80,000, 50,000. One of these days, I just want to make 100 or 200. I want to move from, from, from 50s and 80s to 100s. And you have been trying to cross to that 100 mark you are not crossing. You have been trying to conquer that one million mark. You are not conquering. You have been trying to watch uh, at least five more things happen because you only you see one or two or three. You never see them in five and you are not crossing. That barrier is our second day thing we want to see conquered. People not only to come, there is a demon we call near success syndrome where you are just just about but it doesn't happen. Just about then it doesn't happen. You see it but you don't eat of it. You touch it but you don't own it. Day one, freedom. Day two, crossover. Because not all who are freed from Egypt cross over from the wilderness to, to, to Jericho. Not all crossed. So in the spiritual realm, there are those who carry the medal of freedom 
But level two is called crossing. I was sharing with a man of God, a friend of mine whose story broke my heart, but in a good way. He is an apostle called by God. He has paid the price to walk with Jesus. And one of these days he's dreaming that he is in a pot. And he's not alone. There are so many black pots where, where he was seeing himself. And there was a river in front of him. And on the other side of the river, it was called a land of untold prosperity. And the, the voice spoke to him in the dream, told him, these pots you see, they are curses of poverty and limitation. The land you see on the other side is the, is the, is the, is the reality of supernatural blessing. And this was the hard story to hear. Only two men in this province have crossed over from this side to that side. And believe you me, the man had fasted. The man had prayed. The man had repented. But only one thing was remaining. He had not crossed. So he asked the Lord, what do I do? And I'm not saying go and do it. The Lord told him, 14 days dry fasting. When you are done, you will cross. During that fasting, he was telling me when we met with him in his, restaurant, in his hotel. He told me during that fasting, he began to see himself crossing a bridge. And huge powers of darkness were pulling him back and pulling him back. And he kept crossing. After a while, they began begging him, please, brother, please, come back, come back. We need you here, come back. And he just kept walking and he walked. And when he crossed, he said, bye-bye, I am done with you. That time he's in the village begging for food. As we speak right now, he's, in a, he's a millionaire. He has a school from primary to high school. The other day he told me now he has done his college. He even built a hospital in the village and he has a mega church in the village. In the village where his father was born and buried. What happened to this man? He was free because Jesus has died to set him free. But he was yet to cross over. Ladies and all those who will join us, day two, what are we chasing? Crossing. We are crossing from the side of limitation to the side of limitless blessing. We are crossing from the side of, you know, bondage and affliction to the side of power and untold authority. Because, listen to me, poverty has no manners. Poverty has no manners. It has no Middle ground. When it comes, it doesn't come average. It comes full swing. Poverty doesn't care your baby is two months old. If it decides to deny you food, it will deny you food. But in the same way, believe you me, prosperity also has no manners. Prosperity will give you fish and on top of it give you chicken. On top of it give you cuckoo. I mean give you meat. On top of it give you pork. You are like, how many meats will I eat? I don't need all this. But prosperity has no manners. The same way poverty has no manners. When poverty bites, it bites. When pro prosperity falls, it falls. And all it takes, cross from this side to that other side. Then, remember, we are children of Abraham, as pastor was telling us in the morning. What was Abraham blessed to do? He was blessed to be a what? A blessing. But next time you see a man who is stranded on this side, who needs to cross over to this side, you cannot only smell him, but you can also evict him and bring him to this other side. Do you see how much we need these prayers? My friend, if I were you, I will start with the ladies tomorrow. Hallelujah. So Numbers 32, Joshua 22, 1 to 34. Numbers 32. Joshua 22, 1 to 34. Then the same Joshua 3, 4 and 5. But right somewhere, a scripture I love and I was praying with uh, a few friends the other day. Before you forget, before you write Joshua, write down the Acts chapter 23. Allow me to explain to you some very painful reality. Do you know why some people don't cross? And you won't believe this. Some people don't cross because they don't believe in the supernatural. What was this man told? You are in a pot. There are people, if they are told you are in a pot, they will quote scripture. 
What was this man told? There is another side. There are people, if you tell them, there is another side. They'll tell you, uh-uh, there is no other side. My side is the side. There were two people we were reading the other day called the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The Sadducee spirit did not believe, number one, in angels. Number two, it didn't believe in spirits. It didn't even believe in the Holy Ghost. Number three, the Pharisee didn't believe in resurrection. The Pharisee was anti-supernatural. And some of you, what has limited you is anti-supernatural spirits, anti-manifestation of power, anti-healing spirit, anti-prophecy spirit. Some of these things, you are going to conduct them supernaturally, not naturally. And if you find you have a Sadducee kind of thought or a Sadducee kind of culture, my friend, forget about being two-star general. There are people who never crossed the Jordan simply because they did not believe God can part those waters. They were like, ah, but our God is a, is a great thinker. He can give us a bridge to cross. God is not giving us a bridge. He's giving us a parting. And this parting is supernatural. There are people who think, ah, I must go back to campus, then I can plan how to be rich. They don't believe there is a parting that can deliver you from poverty and bring you to prosperity. Others, Zach, I hope you are not one of them. Others have been told life's begin at what? 40. What are we doing at day one? What are we looking at in day one? What are we looking at in day one? What are we looking at in day two? Crossing. After day two, we do not permit you to be walking, walking in a forest and not getting to your destination. After day two, we do not permit you to have a dream that, oh, I was crossing a river. I tried swimming. I did not swim to the other side. I used to have those dreams passed in 209. But I was always going to the sea next to where we grew up. Where we grew up was like 100 meters from the sea. So I kept dreaming. I am back to that place and I am dreaming. And instead of swimming to the other side, I am just lingering on the shores. And that is the period rent was a problem. That is the period ministry was not doing well. That is the period even clothes to wear was a problem. What was happening? The anti-crossing spirits had sat on me. They had said, no, you are not crossing over to the other side of abundance. I'm tempted to ask, how many people feel they need to cross over? I can see two people. <laughs> how many know we are crossing over? Next time, escort it to the men. Stage three, or day three, we call it fruit, fruitfulness. Because when they crossed over, pastor, the Bible says, for the first time, they ate the fruit of the land. Some of you, your lives have never known fruit. Do you know the meaning of fruit? Fruit is when you produce results that can still produce other results. Because the Bible says in every tree bearing fruit, there is a seed in it. Fruitfulness. Day three, we are looking at fruitfulness. And we are saying, Lord, give us answers that will give other answers, that will give other answers. Give us visitations that will birth other visitations that will birth other visitations. There's a, a couple, Pastor, you need to go check them out. They are in Canada. They have a church, I think, called the Upper Room uh, House. And that church has been known for one thing. It is a place where people come to catch the fire. They call it that way. So Bill Johnson, when he when he was trying to do Bethel, those days it was not Bethel, it was still a PAG denomination. Bill Johnson said, no, I need to go to Toronto. I need to go and also touch the fire. So he went there, touched the fire. When he came back to California, revival broke out, and grace broke out, and the glory broke out. 
A.D. Baker, when she was a missionary, she was also struggling in her missionary work. After a while, she even got tired. She said, ah, I also want to go to Toronto. I hear people go there to catch the fire. She also went, caught the fire. Went back to, you know, Mozambique where she does missionary work. And the glory of God began to move. Healings and cripples began to walk. Toronto has been known as a place where people catch the fire. What are they walking in? They are walking in day three reality called fruitfulness. They are no longer keeping it. They are bequeathing it. They are making others to be blessed as a result of their blessing. There are days I used to say, Lord, I want to pray for 20 minutes. Okay, God gave it. Lord, I want to pray for an hour. God gave it. Lord, I want to pray for four hours. God gave it. Then the Lord told me, stop. Can you pray that when you pray, others can pray? Can you walk your life so that when you are walking, others can say, even me, I'm walking. And they will walk. Paul now says, imitate me as I do what? What is that? It is fruitfulness. What you are eating, it is not just for you. The seed in it is falling on good ground and producing other fruit. And when the fruit is eaten, it falls on other ground and it produces fruit. We are agreeing with the pastor. That we are not just going to prayer so that we have results. We are going to prayer so that even us we become those results. God will not just change our, our finances and change our houses. He will change us so that we are the product even as much as our situations have become the product. So they cross Jordan and immediately they begin to eat the fruit of the land. There was fruitfulness. And I want to charge you in the name of Jesus. Be so fruitful. When you meet the unfruitful, you are able to, you know, to, to infect them with the fruitfulness. Be so fruitful. When you meet those who are barren, you are able to open them up. I met a man who is so powerful. I was telling pastor about him. And uh, we talked with him for a while. Then I kept just seeing a womb that is dark and dark and dark and dark. And the mom trying to talk, the mom seeing a womb that is dark and dark. I said, man of God, the Lord is saying you are barren. Oh, he broke down. He said, I have been crying for the last few months, but Lord, remove barrenness from me. Because I am preaching, but there is no transformation in the people. What was happening? God was calling him to wear the third star called the star of fruitfulness. There are people who can preach for 50 years and nobody will get saved. What has happened? They are yet to get to the land of fruitfulness. There are people who can try cultivating a business, moving it from 10,000 to 20,000. And instead of moving it to 20,000, they are moving it to 2,000. What is happening? Fruitfulness. And on day three, we are telling the Lord, Lord, we have freedom, thank you. We have crossed over, thank you. But in our crossing over, we want to be fruitful. Is it in John 15, verse 16? You did not choose me, but I chose you. And this is why I chose you. That you may bear much fruit, and that your fruit may last. The reason we are chosen, one of the key reasons, is fruitfulness. We are not going to preach sermons that must be forgotten. We are not going to start businesses that must close. We are going to begin walking in fruitfulness. And if we don't see it, we will push till we see it. I'm taking you to Canaan. But this land has a covenant. This land has a covenant of fruitfulness. And some of you, when you go to begin praying on day three, and you are touching on fruitfulness. The Lord will open your eyes. Oh, even my prayer life is not fruitful. No wonder I have more disaster after prayer than before prayer. Oh, even my coming to church is not fruitful. No wonder after spending my fare coming to church, I have no food to eat. Oh, Lord, cross me over so that I can be fruitful. And the Lord will do it. And pastor, this should be our desire as ministers. And even all of us who are listening to me, this should be our desire. That any fruit we bring to Jesus will not be lost. Any person we hug and love shall not, that lag, that hug and love shall not turn to hatred. 
Any person who say God is able shall not after a while say God is not able. Our fruit shall remain. The fruit of the spirit in our life shall remain. Star one is what? Star two is what? Star three is what? How many need these stars? Oh, praise God. How many will obey God in prayer for these stars? How many will train their, their children to walk in these stars? You know, a day she will come, dear parents. You make it as a family culture that nobody can ever be in bondage. All of you, freedom is your birthright. A day she will come in your family. Who knows after these prayers? Nobody is restricted on the other side. Everybody is walking on the side of abundance. A day she will come for all of us that everywhere we go, fruit just follows. Can we go to day four? Let's go to day four. Day four, we are looking at establishment. Day four, we are looking at establishment. Are you aware that on this planet Earth, there are places with certain fruits, and all the residents do is eat those fruits. But there are few places. One of them is a place I love called Spain, where Every little fruit in the field is produced and it is manufactured and it is packaged and sold to the rest of the world. You go to Nandi Hills, pastor, you find, uh, you know, Kalenjin playing with those fruits and they just eat them, throw them to animals, animals eat them or sit on them. But the same fruit you take to Spain, there will be a wine distillery. They will make wine out of those fruits. The same fruits you take to Portugal, they will make, you know, wonderful, wonderful juices out of those same fruits. Oh, I forgot Italy. The same, same fruits you take to Italy. An industry making billions of dollars will emerge. Why? It is good to be fruitful. Keep listening to me. It is good to be fruitful. But if that fruitfulness will not be produced, when it will not be converted, then you will eat and die. But if it is converted and produced, then you will be established. God told them, go into that land, you will meet oliveyards and vineyards, which you did not even plant. After you have eaten, store them and trade with them. You can write on my shirt, you'll just wash it. Oh, I'm a bad teacher. Now, <laughs> establishment is not just when you have food to eat. It is when you have food to sell. Establishment is not when you have a good life. It is when you are making others to have a good life. Establishment is not when you have joy. It is when you are causing others to have joy. And you are doing it like you are born to do it. Like you are making a living out of it. Many want food, few want to be feeders. Many want water, few want to be waterers. Many want sunshine, few want to make use of that sunshine. And I love what Pastor was saying in the morning. It is time to be smart. It is time to be innovative. It is time to convert every little thing. Allow me to use the story of Ruth. And thank God I'm talking to people are going to pray. Are you going to pray? Allow me to use the, the, the story of Ruth. The story of Ruth has two kind of people that I want to touch on briefly. One group was walking like this, harvesting up, 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 throwing in the, in the basket. Harvesting up, 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 throwing in the basket. And when they were done by five in the evening, they could go home because work was over. Another young 
refugee came and every little grain that fell down, she collected it. Every little grain that was in the soil, she scooped it out of the soil, put it in the basket. Every little piece of grain that was neglected, she took it, converted it to use. When she went home, there was praise be to God. One was a harvester, another was a gleaner. One was working, another was confirming worship. One was busy and employed, another was surviving to preserve our future. At the end of the day, not one of those harvesters are their names recorded in the Bible because they were taking things casually. It was business as usual. Ruth comes and the same place they have, they have made a mess, Ruth makes a story. Ruth makes a living out of it. The same place they have stepped and forgotten two kilograms of maize, Ruth comes and scoops those two kilograms of maize, cleans them up, takes them to her mother-in-law and their food as they wait for David to be born. Kenyans, opportunities are there. We only have to be gleaners. We need to stop being harvesters. The Singong Road, the power of God is already in this house. We only stop to be harvesters. We need to begin to glean. Glean at the altar. That little blessing, nobody is asking for. You glean for it. That little cry, nobody's crying. You cry it. That little petition, nobody's making. You petition it. And though others are waiting for things in the sky, you, you are busy grinding your nails on the ground. Establishment will not come because now you are too big. Establishment will come because now you don't take things for granted. So two people all went to the farm. One was mentioned, and to date we remember, the others who are even many and in employment were never mentioned. My mothers listen to me, my sisters listen to me as you go to pray. All of you will be saying, Lord, Father, in Jesus' name I pray. But there is one who will glean that prayer. When it is done, there will be results. Some pray just lifting their hands because they have been told, please lift your hands to the king of kings and another does not even wait to lift her hands. She, she cannot wait to do business with God because now she's walking in the fourth star of establishment. Business is no longer as usual. They are giving you one hour. A woman will say, ah, one hour then, uh, is there tea after that? Uh, mm, who will close the door? Oh, who will give me a Uber home? And a woman will just be thinking in the air. While one will say, that one hour, I will plead with God for my children. I will plead with God for my grandchildren. I will scoop the soil if I must till I get grain to take home. Why are people poor? People are poor because they are harvesting. Few are gleaning. What is the scripture for establishment? Joshua 18 verse 11 and 15 verse 8. Establishment. You have to begin to be gleaning. We're no longer eating the fruit. We are converting it to wine. 18 verse 11 and 15 verse 8. I need to pay you some allowances after this. You're doing a good job. Uh, I'll clap for you when the mic is out of mouth. Now, <laughs> establishment. Don't be satisfied, and I plead with you, parents, don't be satisfied that now, oh, my child has some fruit in his life. Be satisfied when he can convert that fruit to some economic use. Don't be satisfied. Ah, my child used to be noisy. Now he's humble. I see the fruit of humility in him. Be satisfied when that humility can become a merchandise. Establishment only happens when you convert the fruit. 
And this is the time to ask God, what is the economic use of me being saved? What is the economic use of me speaking in tongues? What is the economic use of me coming to this church? What is the benefit that I have that I'm not seeing? So that you begin doing business with God. Hmm. Need to go to five star. Then we charge you to go home after prayer. But establishment. For your information. Under Joshua. Did not happen. Because. Immediately Joshua dies. For the next 40 years. There is an enemy. That is always attacking the land. And people have to cry. Hi, hi, hi. After another 40 years, there's an enemy attacking again. And people are crying. Hi, hey. By the time the angel is meeting Gideon, Gideon is even hiding from the Midianites. Why? They were not established. They had food, but they had no peace to enjoy the food. They had cities, but the cities had no wall. Why? The leaders were busy looking to survive. They forgot to be established. This is not the time to say, hey, 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 provided I reach heaven, my God, this world is so wicked. I just want to go to heaven. And you forget. You are not being called to be a risk, uh, you know, a person walking in risk. You are being called to be a person walking in dominion. So we go to stage five, which is the most painful for me. Stage five. There are no former five manilas. The only form. Okay. Stage five. You can day, say it day five. Day five. Because I'd wanted to use them back and forth, but it's okay. Day five. Day five, which is the last one, is what we call the golden, the golden age. The golden age. The golden age was achieved somehow by David but he did not achieve it fully. What was the golden age? Taking Jerusalem. Joshua didn't take Jerusalem. Moses didn't take Jerusalem. And this will bless you and remove some religion from your head. What is the meaning of Jerusalem? The peace of God. A city Whose peace is God. Under David, Jerusalem was conquered. But the same experience of Jerusalem never went to other nations. So Jesus has to come in Matthew 28 and said, begin from Jerusalem. Go, no, not Matthew 28. Matthew 28, he tells them, go all over the world. But now, in Acts chapter 1, he tells them, begin from Jerusalem, go to Judea, Go to Samaria and to the ends of the world. And it will not be done. You will not be done by the time I come back. So what are we doing? We are telling the Lord we want absolute peace in our establishment. But this peace we want to now transfer it to the nations of the world. It will be so stupid for this church to be full with maybe 10,000 people like pastor is trusting God for, only for these 10,000 people to be squatting there like chickens, never moving away. Squatting year after year, decade after decade. And nobody is going to Syria, nobody is going to India, nobody is going to America. People are just there. What will be happening? David will be dwelling in Jerusalem. And David will never be going to the uttermost parts of the earth. The golden age is when the experience you have can now be transferred literally to the rest of the world. Don't tell me, oh, praise God, man of God. My son got a job at Equity Bank. Oh, praise God. I feel the Lord has done it and now I'm done. How will Equity Bank touch South Africa? How will Equity Bank and the salary of it change South Korea. Oh, my son has just, he's just graduating. Oh, he's graduating. So what do we do? We praise God. It is done. After that, I know he'll get a job, get married. Aha. Uh -huh. You have forgotten 
that those who dwell in Jerusalem must not sit in Jerusalem. They must go from Jerusalem with the peace they have in Jerusalem, with the blessing they have in Jerusalem. They must go to Judea. They must go to Samaria. They must go to the uttermost parts of the earth. Ask your neighbor, can this be done surely in five days? As I stand here, I am not going to lie to you. I have not scratched this. As I stand here, I have not scratched this. As I stand here, I have not scratched this. As I stand here, I have not scratched this. As I stand here, there are areas of this I have not scratched. Who can say in this room, absolutely, absolutely, he is free, 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 free. His children, free, free, free. His spouse, free, free, free. Nobody. Who can stand here and say, ah, me, there is nothing that stopped my fathers that has stopped me. I have run over them like a trailer. I have crossed over to the other side. Nobody. But who should say that? Those who took revelation and they went in prayer like you are about to do. Those who said, Lord, by your revelation, I am attaining full swing freedom and then full swing crossover and then full swing fruitfulness and then full swing establishment and then I want to go home with a golden edge under my belt. I know you, a friend of mine was telling me in the morning, I'm about to start an institution. Can we be partners? I'm like, where will it be? It will be best in Kenya, in this region of Kenya. And then what will happen? Then we just employ local teachers and they do their business. The, the local people, they do their business. I said, uh-huh. So that is where your head is. But when we achieve that, what else? Thank God he was not near me. I would have slapped him. It is not pride. It is revelation. When you are meant for the golden age and somebody wants to tie you down only to freedom from anger, freedom from suffering, freedom from debts, my friend, you are living below what Christ shed his blood to give you. So the golden age happens in Matthew 28, 18 to 20. When Jesus said, now, take this thing to the whole world. Peter, I met you a fisherman, stranded and confused. Now, Peter, prepare to take the flight to the whole world. Peter and John and James, I met you just surviving. Now, I want to export you. My friend, till our children are exported, we cannot rest. And there was no amen. Till our grandchildren are exported, there is no there is no reason for us. Ask your neighbor, are you ready to be five-star general? Are you ready for freedom? Are you ready to cross over? Are you ready to be established? Oh, before that, are you ready for fruitfulness? Are you ready for the golden age? Wait for the answer. Then tell him what it will take to have those answers. You have to rise up and pray with the revelation. You have to rise up. Before I charge you because I was told to charge you. But are you charged already? Or do I kick you to make you more charged? Oh, my shoe is still here. Now, listen to me as we prepare now to be dismissed. Moses attained this not by sweating, but by two things. He attained this by revelation, which already some of you are getting. I hope as I was speaking, you're already beginning to see spots of bondage where you need to go and execute freedom. Right? I hope you're already seeing pockets and, you know, houses of bondage that have been there in your family that you need to go and take care of during this fasting. So Moses receives this victory through revelation 
but also through faith. So how are we going to do this, people? Number one, we have to understand Daniel 2.20 to 22, which says God is the one who changes seasons and times. The season for freedom has come. And we are walking through that window like our life depends on it. The freedom has come because the season for freedom has come. Why do I really rub on this freedom thing? Listen to me. I was telling Irene as we were praying in the office. In the late 80s, there was a plague that almost wiped Uganda out of the face of the earth. It was called the plague of HIV. Uganda was dying. Uganda was finishing. It was ending. A young man whose church was under the tree called Kayanja, he stood up and he said, Lord, this must stop. And Kayanja looked at the whole nation bound in the spirit of death and destruction. And he said, I have to stand up and stop this. And he called the people who were praying with him. He said, we are going to trust God. We are going to believe God to stop this scourge of HIV. And they began fasting and praying for 40 days like some of you are about to do. And the first day they began, the first week they began, and they kept praying, and they kept praying. The third week, the Lord appeared to him and told him, can you tell the sick people to come for prayer? Initially, began praying for them, and God be praised, they were getting healed. But after the third week, he got so tired and so weak, he could not even walk. So what they did, they brought for him a table. He prayed for that table, and he said, whoever can come and touch this table will be healed. So they began coming to touch that table and going back ill. The cripples went back, you know, walking and all that kind of thing. And before the man knew it, in less than two years, not the government of Uganda, but the United Nations is the one which gave a verdict that Uganda had rolled back HIV. The HIV was no longer destroying as it was destroying. One man stood up and said, freedom from HIV. What are you going to stand for? And I could give you examples after examples of national pandemics which took men of revelation to say, Lord, this must end. Before we reach day five, we need to begin from day one. And all of us, I charge you in the name of Jesus. Take up your military attire. Prepare to wear your first star. Prepare to watch freedom manifest. Prepare to watch freedom manifest. Freedom from the spirit of death. Freedom from the spirit of sin and disobedience. Freedom from addictions. Freedom from every kind of bondage. Prepare to see freedom. Prepare to see the end of miscarriages. Prepare to see the end of limitations. Prepare to see freedom. Some of your children have fears of every kind. They fear rats. They fear snakes. They fear heights. They fear, they fear the night. Some of them even fear noise or whatever they fear. You have to say, Lord, freedom must come. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And we are going to attack this thing by revelation. So I was telling pastor to allow me. And he said, ah, Joshua, go ahead. I was telling him, allow me to tell everybody. Get a simple book, a journal, or whatever exercise book you can. Have your targets. Write them as points. And then, let the scramble and partition of greatness begin. Some of you already have your books. Already you have written your five things for the five days. But remember, you may be led to do more than five days because one of them may need more than two days. One of them may need more than five days. One of them may need more than ten days. Like this one. This thing really, really burns in my heart. This golden age, it burns in my heart. I'm like, Lord, when will my children... Be known in the nations. When will my children be authorities in the nation? When they lift their hand, heaven is shaking. 
But I don't have to grow new bones or new hair. I just have to grow faith. And I have to exercise my faith. I have to put it in fasting. I have to put it in prayer. My brother behind there, when will properties be, an, be, a, be a common thing? Oh, there is this piece of land. I've even forgotten where it is best. Yet, these are things waiting for you to break free, cross over, go to the other side. I'm so tired of dreams of forests. How many of those dreams, by the way? Forests where you are walking and walking and so where were you walking to? Were you in a game park and you did not pay for it or something? What was going on? What was going on is the spirits of limitation are telling you, you cannot translate to the other side. Are we ready to wear our boots? Take our swords. Are we ready? Let's be on our feet.